Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Fly to Soar. Today's episode, I will be describing my story of when I returned to Christ. I know I've briefly mentioned some details from it a couple of times in previous episodes about some of the challenges that I've faced on my journey of returning to Christ, and even after I had returned to Him. Today, I will give a more in-depth look at what my return to Christ actually looked like. Why am I sharing my testimony with you? Well, Revelation 12:11 says that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I hope that all of us will start to or continue to share our testimonies with much joy and boldness. First, let's take it all the way back to the year 1990. I was born into a Christian home. Attending church weekly as a child was a norm for me. Hearing my mother praying through the home was also a norm, was also a norm for me. I remember around the age of six, she taught me how to pray. Going to church and learning about God was the foundation of my life. As a matter of fact, my mother told me stories of how she would pray for me even in the womb. She was laying a foundation in Christ for me even before I entered the world. Church had been a constant in my life even as my family moved to different homes and eventually a different country. Being the youngest, attending church was mainly something I had to do because my mother said so. But sometimes I did have moments when I genuinely enjoyed church and wanted to be there. As the years went on, in my late teenage years into my early 20s, I started to lose interest in church. I was at an age where my mom could no longer insist on me going anymore. She would express a desire for me to go with her, but I pretty much did my own thing, only going once in a while. In my early 20s, I eventually stopped going altogether. My spiritual life was as dry as a Popeye's biscuit. The relationship that I was in also made it worse because it drew me farther and farther away from God. Ladies, please, if the man that you're with is drawing you away from God, please let him go. But that is a topic for another time. Throughout most of my 20s, I was going further away from God. Though he was in my foundation and I knew of him, I did not have a relationship with him. That is until I turned 29. God took me by surprise. When I found God, I was not exactly looking for him, but he was looking for me. I had gone through so many changes in my 20s. I had a son. The relationship I was in tore me apart and eventually ended after some time. I moved around a bit from place to place to live. I also graduated with my bachelor's. And through all this, I still did not have a relationship with Jesus. So how did I survive? Well, there are two things I am certain of. One, God's love and grace for me, and two, my mother's unrelenting prayers. She would pray for my soul daily. When I turned 29, I remember talking to my mother on the phone, and in her usual fashion, she would mention God in every conversation, reminding me to put him first and to give my entire life over to him. To be honest, what seemed like her constant badgering of me garnered lots of eye rolls from me on our phone calls. During one particular conversation, I remember asking her, why should I choose God simply not to go to hell? I felt as though if the fear of hell was all there was to serve in God, then why should I choose God? Boy, oh boy, was I so blinded about who God is. That year, I was set to go to grad school, and by the world's standards, I seemed to be progressing normally. I had just finished undergrad and got accepted into my grad school of choice, but spiritually, I was dead. I had no idea that God had plans to revive me that year and that my mother's prayers would soon come to pass. 
My prayer life was non-existent. I did not even so much as listen to a gospel song. The music that I listened to was all secular, nothing speaking of God. Was listening to secular music such a huge crime? No, but it wasn't all good either. I was filling my spirit with things that lacked God. I watched what I wanted to and listened to what I wanted to and really filled myself with filth. I was not a drinker, smoker, club goer, or anything outrageous, yet still my life desperately needed Jesus. I was like a walking zombie, physically alive, but my spirit man needed to be awakened to who I am in Christ. It was the only way that I would live a truly free and fulfilling life. The spring of 2019, I started listening to a particular gospel artist. It wasn't the island beats and the rhythm that captivated me. It was the songs that had words of love to God and the songs that showed God's heart toward us. I didn't become aware aware of it initially, but this young man's music was actually planting seeds of desires for me to be saved. It must have linked up with the seeds of my mother's prayers, because in a couple months, I was on a search for something deeper, something more. I wanted to feel what the singer felt that made him write such beautiful songs. Eventually, the music that I would listen to was slowly being replaced by this guy's music. I binge listened to all his songs. I could not find one that I did not like. Whatever spirit that was behind this dude's music was really pulling at my heart and I could not ignore it. The songs made me feel ways that my insides really enjoyed. A couple months into playing his music repeatedly, I felt a deep desire to pray a particular prayer. One day I was home alone in my bedroom and I began to pray a prayer of repentance and I asked Jesus to come into my life. Now, over the course of my teenage years, I had said similar prayers multiple times, but I always fell off after some time. Being a Christian just felt like so much work. I prayed that this time would not be like those times and that I would really stick with my decision for good. At that time, I was not part of a church, so I watched an online church for a while. I even had a journal specifically to take notes from the sermons that I watched. I really wanted and needed this to work. During this time, I knew from hearing it being said at church that when someone receives salvation, that heaven rejoices with them. I felt happy thinking of the angels who would celebrate my salvation with me that day. What I did not know was that I would be also signing up for a fight because of my decision. Am I saying this to scare you? No way. What we may not always be aware of is that as God's children, we are hated by the enemy of our souls simply because we are God's. When we awaken to who we are in God, that same enemy sees us as threats because it means that now, being part of God's kingdom, we would be going after his kingdom of darkness. So what did the fight look like? It was a page out of the same old nasty book of tricks, anxiety. Now I had battled anxiety in the past, but this particular thing that was causing me anxiety was new. And the newness of it threw me completely off guard. But God was still in control, and I would find that out. Somehow, the enemy convinced me that I was choking, and it caused great panic and fear within me that I would die. This came about after a couple of weeks of a routine that I had set up for myself. After my prayer of salvation, I had a daily routine of watching sermons, taking notes, praying, and just being mindful of the things that I was doing. My son was four at the time, and he also watched his sermons with me. 
One night after I had eaten dinner, I went to shower and this overwhelming panic came over me that made me wonder if I was choking. It felt so real. All of a sudden, I felt as though I could not breathe and I desperately called out to my now husband who lived with me at the time to come. He had just seen me right before I got into the shower and I was fine. To say that he was taken aback was an understatement. I could read the looks of confusion on his face as he tried his best to figure out what was going on. In a shaky voice and through tears, I asked him to call the ambulance multiple times. I could not understand what was going on and neither could he. This fear went on for about a couple of months, to the point that I barely ate because of this irrational fear. I started to lose weight and experienced some gastrointestinal difficulties. So how did I know it was a trick of the enemy? Well, I became so consumed with making sure that I was not choking that I stopped watching the sermons like I was doing. I stopped taking notes and the small prayer routine that I started, I just started to develop also struggled. But something inside me could not walk away from my decision to serve Christ. And God was not willing to let go of me either. God was continuing to fight for me. He is so good. It was the month of July 2019 and... Family day at my sister's church was coming up. So one day I decided to meet her at her church as she prepared her team for family day. I was home that day bored, so I figured, why not just go do something? It was also the start of what the church called Endless Summer Nights. It was a night filled with clean fun that had themes of different eras in which some people could dress up in that particular era. It was a very casual meetup. I had no idea that her church would soon become my church as well. The thought had not even crossed my mind at the time. I did not immediately start going to church on Sundays. At the church's cafe, the pastor of the church came out and greeted me. I had met her some years ago when I visited my sister church a few years back. She hugged me and spoke with me for a couple of minutes. At that point, I still had not made up my mind to attend church. That Sunday was the church's family day. And after service, I decided that I was going to go to family day, although I did not attend the sermon earlier that morning, like the pastor had invited me to. I went to the family day that happened right after service. God still was not done with me. I would continue to go to the endless summer nights on Fridays. I did not know that each time I stepped foot in the building, it was me getting closer and closer to being a part of the church officially and that I would start attending beyond just the laid back Friday nights. I remember clearly, July 21st, 2019. It was a Sunday and again, I would go to meet my sister after church. This time, it was to drive to her home so that my son could celebrate his birthday with his cousins. This was another Sunday that I did not attend service, but again, God was still beckoning me, calling me to him. A day of celebration at my sister's house unexpectedly turned into us going to a life group at her pastor's house later that day. Life group was not a part of my plan at all, but I agreed to go along with her when she offered for me to go. I still did not know what to expect. Somewhere in the interim of these things happening, I became aware that the church had a baptism day coming up that month. It instantly interested me. I reached out to the pastor over social media and let her know that I was interested in being baptized, but I had some struggles that I was, fa- I was still facing, including anxiety. Her responses were so warm and reassuring, which I was grateful for. Once we got to the pastor's house, I had to take everything in. It was definitely all new for me. 
My attending life group was also after my correspondence with Pastor about anxiety. I did not expect for her to show me the kindness that she did at all. As her living room and kitchen were filled with people from the church, people whom I did not know personally, she decided that she would come sit next to me for quite some time to make me feel at ease. She did not have to explain this to me. I received the message of her kind actions pretty loud and clear, and I appreciated it. After some time of playing games and talking and laughing, she mentioned to us that Baptism Sunday was the next Sunday, and if anyone there wanted to be baptized. Although we had spoken about it and she was asking that question to us, I still was not 100% sure if I would go through with it. After the talking subsided, they began singing worship songs. This was the closest thing to a church service that I had in such a long time. I sang along with the words that were displayed on the TV, mainly to not be the only one who was not singing, as everyone started singing together. After a few minutes and a couple of songs, I felt my tense muscles easing up, and I thought, hmm, I've never experienced anything like this before, and that I really liked it. Hmm, I really, really liked it. And so it was happening. Just a week away from that day, from a day that would be a life-changing day for me, here I was at this pastor's house with the life group singing. But it was not until the day before on a Saturday afternoon that I knew without a doubt that I was going through with my decision to get baptized the next day. I needed to do something before then though. There was a particular conversation that I needed to have with God before I got baptized. So I walked to the park, sat on a park bench, and began to pray. I prayed for a list of things that I expected to die with me as the old me would die when I got dipped in the water. Of course on that list was anxiety and the fight that I had been experiencing around me feeling like I was going to choke and die. That night at home, before bed, I spoke to my sister, sharing with her what was about to happen tomorrow. And I told her, no matter what happens, as long as I'm alive, I'm going to get baptized. Though I had not stepped foot in a church on a Sunday for years, and though the thought of church caused me great anxiety in the past, I had my, man, I had my mind set to doing it. That morning when my alarm went off, the weirdest thing happened to me. As I dismissed the alarm, instead of waking up right away, I felt my body being pulled into a deep sleep that I could not control. My mind wanted to wake up, but my body was going deeper and deeper into sleep. At one point, I thought I had gotten up, but I actually did not. It felt like an out-of-body experience. At this point, I started to feel afraid. I needed my body to wake up. Eventually, I did fully wake up and my heart was racing. I jumped up and headed straight for the shower. I thought if me being baptized is causing such a fight, then it's more reason to make sure that I am there. I hurriedly and shakily got dressed. Not a lick of makeup was on my face and my eyebrows were undone. I threw on a summer dress and headed out. I hated that that weird experience with waking up happened, but it only propelled me to see to it that I got to church. As I entered the church building, I was feeling a bit anxious. It had been years and I was about to make a decision that was life-changing. As I walked up the stairs, I was washed with the words and feeling that I was at home. I sat through an amazing sermon, which brought me much comfort and it caused my eyes to tear up. After service, we all drove to the beach and though still scared, I did it. In 29 years old, I got baptized. God enabled me to stick through with the choice I made. It was another defining step in my walk with Jesus. 
and no silly trick of the enemy could have stopped it. Shortly after, I became a member and have not looked back since. It has been a bit over a year now since my, deci- since my decision to follow Christ. And what an amazing, amazing journey it has been. It is the first time in all my life that I have been as consistent in my walk with Christ and the most fulfilling as well. Ladies, the fight that we walked into when receiving Christ is not an indication of how weak we may be. No, my dear, it is a clear indicator that who we are in Christ is more than a conqueror and that the work we will do for God's kingdom is so impactful that the devil will try to stop it before we become aware of it. Because before we even know who we truly are in Christ, the enemy knows. But there is no trick, attempt, plot, or plan that will ever stop God's plan for our lives. God wins every time. And because we are in him, we will win every time. Because who the sun sets free is free indeed.